The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Patricia Bowden-Lucardi is a sought-out motivational speaker on thermography, environmental estrogens, and breast health. She is also a public speaker, a women's holistic health speaker, and is an advocate for women's total health and wellness. She has spoken at a number of clinical and public venues, including Canyon Ranch Medical Health Resort, Cornell University Extension, Science of Human Optimization, and Viacom MTV Networks and elsewhere. Patricia has been a lifetime student of integrative health and wellness, having studied and taught a variety of natural health modalities and therapies. For over 20 years, she has been teaching and providing private consultation on health protocols customized to her clientele's and patients' personal needs. Patricia holds licensed certifications in thermographic technology, clinical massage therapy, food as medicine, and whole health education and lifestyle and wellness coaching. Earlier, she was a neuromuscular therapist and breath educator at Canyon Ranch Medical Spa in Lenox, Mass. Patricia has lectured widely to professionals in the medical field and to the public. She is also a professional member of Breast Thermography International and the Professional Academy of Clinical Thermology. She is a published author and, with her latest publication being, Thermography and the Fibrocystic and Dense Breast, a Radiation-Free Happy Health Breast. That's again her latest book, Thermography and the Fibrocystic and Dense Breast, a Radiation-Free Happy Healthy Breast. She joins me today via StreamYard on the Forever Fab podcast to discuss breast health and thermography. Welcome, Patricia. Congratulations on your success and your book. And thank you for becoming a member of the beautiful Forever Fab community. This week's episode is dedicated to seeing things differently. The topic of this week's episode on the Forever Fab podcast is coming in hot, the role of thermography in breast imaging. This is my interview with Patricia Bowden Lucardi. How are you, Patricia? I am doing fabulous. And I'm so glad we're getting to do this since we've known each other for all these years. I know. It's about time. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Forever Fab podcast. Congratulations on all your success and everything that you do. I appreciate your becoming a member of the beautiful Forever Fab community. So if you're ready for questions, I'm ready for you. I'm ready. Yes, you are. So first things first. What is thermography? I know it's also called biothermal imaging, but what is that? 
Thermography. <clears throat> Thermography has been around since the 50s and it's thermal imaging and the camera is really um, a, a thermometer and it's picking up the infrared off the body. So when the body <clears throat> is at a certain temperature, it gives off the most um, beneficial heat signaling and cancer is hot or any uh, inflammation is hot, but the, can the, the camera knows by the Celsius of the heat that if it's at a certain um, heat signature, then it's cancer. But it can pick up, it can pick up pathologies years and years before um, conventional screening because what they're giving us now is just anatomical screening, and this is in the realm of physiology or um, or heat. So thermal imaging or thermography or thermogram actually means just an image of heat. Okay, so heat is important, and so it can pick up different temperatures or temperature differences in tissues, but. As you mentioned, it just picks up inflammation. Is it a very sensitive or very specific imaging tool? It's very sensitive, and it can also pick up lack of heat. So if there was a, um, a lack of heat in the carotid artery, it would actually pick up lack of heat, so it would show up cold. So it's just images of where there's heat or there's lack of heat. But um, we think of it as um, for breast cancer because it's been used for so long, and it was actually covered by insurance until 1987. But um, it's been used in espionage since the 50s. Anything that's alive gives off an infrared heat in right. that infrared realm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So then if it can pick up differences in temperature, so hot and cold, what are the kinds of conditions that thermography can help to detect, whether it's hot or cold? Well, we think of it for breast cancer. Um, we can see uh, years before a mammogram if there's uh, heat in the breast and that's you know ample time to... Uh, lifestyle changes or, um, you know, do advanced testing. They can see carotid artery blockages. Mm. We can see pathologies from in the mouth draining into the lymphatic system, uh, root canals particularly, invisalines, anything that's creating heat within the, uh, the oral cavity. Um, actually, I had a woman, very interesting, can't go very deep, but I did have a woman with advanced um, ovarian cancer and she had a dark streak down her abdomen and the doctor says well it's nothing it turns out she had stage four um ovarian cancer but the good wow. news is that she did advanced testing she worked with um, plant stem cells and she is cancer free now so um it can see can't see organ systems but it can see heat related to you know the liver the colon uh you know it can see bodies out of alignment I actually saw one with a trigger point one time you know, oh, wow. very hard to see. You can see inflammation, um, how a person's been standing or sitting. You can see the bottom of the feet. You can see lack of heat, neuropathy uh, coming in the hands or the, the feet early, diabetes. We can see a lot. You can see yeah. But it can't That's go into the brain. It can't go deep, deep, but it goes, uh, up, you know. So it doesn't really see any brain tissue. No, it can't see brain tissue. Okay, it can't get that deep. Well, would you say that thermography or at least breast thermography should be or can be the only screening tool for breast disease such as cancer, or would you still recommend it as a complement? Well, it's a complement for anatomy and physiology. And what our doctors would prefer is to do ultrasound because it's environmentally safe, particularly mm -hmm. for women who have dense breasts because the uh, mammography could be as this could be an only 28% uh, sensitivity because they can't see through the density because the tumor is white 
in dense breasts comes up white on a, on a mammogram. So we're trying to stay away from radiation, whether it's yes. at the airports or going into screenings or whatever, but first comes physiology and then comes anatomy. But you know, the yin and the yang, it's anatomy and physio physiology. So um, it should always be followed up with an ultrasound. Got it. But it's been said that thermograms, I've heard some criticism of thermograms that they do not detect breast cancer in the early stages, but mammograms do. Now, no, that's so untrue. That's totally not true. Okay, so um, it's not a fair conclusion. And so, speaking of mammograms, what, from your perspective, are the differences between mammos and thermograms that we should be aware of? Well, a mammogram is looking for a lump or a bump or a cyst. It has to be something that they can they can actually see. It has to be an anatomical structure. But heat cannot be seen in anatomy. Heat is heat, and it's seen in um, in Celsius. So. But we've seen images that cannot be picked up in mammograms because it's still in the heat realm or in the heat areas. And you can see the breast cancer right there. You know, it, mm -hmm. could, it could be, well, in some studies, they say eight to 10 years before it's picked up on a mammogram. Wow. So really, if a person's getting a mammogram every year, what they're really saying is that, oh, you have a clean bill of health, come back every year. And then when it's big enough to be seen, we can treat it. But they took out thermography in 1987, and they said, well, this is going to be the gold standard. It's going to be thermography. And that's all they're offering a woman. They're offering her only an anatomical study. They took out the heat. And we're one of the few countries not using that. Yes. So really, you have to go back to where our system is. It's based on treatment. It's not based on prevention. Thermography is prevention. You can see it eight to 10 years before a mammogram, you have a chance of Saving your life and, and, and becoming cancer-free. You have time to think about it. You have time to do some, some research on how to heal your body. Well, that's really compelling. But so if thermography is radiation-free, thermography can see the heat, thermography can detect the potential issue years in advance. Would you go so far as to say that a thermography can be used initially as an alternative to mammogram in low risk patients with no family history? Or would you just say, listen, if you're going to get a mammogram, you may as well also get a thermogram from the get go. Well, I would say get a thermography first and then, then follow up with an ultrasound. I mean, mammograms are great at looking at cysts, but um, you know, half of the population have dense breasts and they can't, it can't be seen in a mammogram because the tissue is white. And so is the cancer. So it's, um, you know, thermography is first. First you look for heat and then you follow up with an anatomical study to see if there's any mass. That makes a lot of sense. And what about costs? I mean, is this, is insurance cover, does insurance cover thermography? And if not, what's the cost of just breast thermography on average? On an average, it runs about $300 or uh, between three, three fifty, depending on what state you're in. Yeah. Um, and uh, it goes to a full body. You can do an upper body, you can do the trunk and the head. That's usually about three, 375, 400 in a full body between five and 550. I mean, it's really nothing when you think about how much information you get about your body right. because you're working with, with prevention and wellness. Right. And insurance does or does not cover thermography? No, it stopped covering it in 1987. Wow. So in general, someone wants a thermography. Okay, they understand and they want to start with a the thermography first. Describe the, the process, the experience. You call, you make an appointment, and 
then what happens? Okay. So they come to the office and I take an intake form and the cameras, I should have it, it's downstairs. It's really tiny, you know, tiny wherever my hands are <laughs> and they get smaller every year. Um, and so they have to acclimate to the room temperature with their clothes off, depending on what part of the body's being imaged. And they're left alone for that uh, 15 minutes to acclimate. So really when the nipples are the same temperature as the room, that's when the best infrared color is coming off the body. And um, so that room is a little cool. It's a little chilly, isn't no, it? No, no, that actually, that's an old, old thing. Years and years and years ago, when I first did thermography about 25, 30 years ago, you had to put your hands in cold water and Ooh. the cold water would be shrinking the capillaries to see the heat. <laughs> Everything changes. It's like, look at your, at your, your cell phone. It changes every six months. So this technology has changed along with it. But then I come back and I image the body and it takes, you know, maybe 30 minutes and we have doctors that review it. And then they get a doctor to, um, well, the doctor reviews the report to find to the findings. And then the, the patient gets to be reviewed or um, report with a doctor. And then I go back with whatever protocols that she may need, a detox or, you know, referrals to a, a biological dentist or a chiropractor or lymph oh, lymphatic drainage always. We see a lot of lymphatic drainage. Um, and that's because we wear bras, so we see a lot of stagnation with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so this has been really very, very, very interesting. What would you say are the overall benefits of breast thermography? Since this is Breast Health Awareness Month, what are the overall benefits of breast thermography, especially as you described it as it being a better initial option for women? Well, I would tell you what my passion and what I've been seeing over the last 11 years, it's always been this um, estrogen dominance. Mm. And we're living in a petrochemical epidemic right now with all the plastics, the BPA and everything. And estrogens, there, there's foreign estrogens and they slip into the body just like estrogens, but they park on the receptor side. And interesting, in thermography, there's a color scale. It looks like the rainbow scale of the infrared. And then there's the black and white scale that looks like a black and white photograph. But in that black and white, those estrogens are little pockets of inflammation. And classically, they will come up looking like leopard spots. If a woman had a hot flash in front of me, she would go completely leopard. That's her estrogen. But with all the foreign estrogens that's out there, they will still look like leopards. So we're seeing it in men. You know, we're seeing a lot of men with breast and, um, you know, they're starting to be uh, estrogen dominant. But if nothing else, Young women, please come to see where your toxicity level is. Do a detox. Our breasts love sulforaphane or from the broccoli seeds and the broccoli sprouts, and that will flush out those foreign estrogens and leave the good estrogens. And then you can see the health of your breast. But we are living in a petrochemical epidemic, and it is no joke because now eight out of 10 cancers are from toxins. If one in eight women are getting breast cancer and it's younger women, surely when I first started this business 11 years ago, I didn't see much breast cancer, but ah, you know, they're from New York, they, they eat well, they're more educated. But the last five years, I am seeing a lot in their younger women. Wow. If nothing else, check out the, the, you know, check out to see the health of your breast. Right. Interesting. There's certain ethnicities that have really clean breasts because of the way that they live, the way that they eat. But, you know, young people are drinking out of plastic bottles and on birth control. Um, you know, everything is plasticized. So we have to be very aware of um, these foreign estrogens that are parked on our receptor sites. 
Right. I used to say plastic fantastic, but maybe it's not so fantastic anymore. No, it's not so much anymore. <laughs> well, this has been really compelling. I'd love to discuss more with you. You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast with my guest, Patricia Bowden-Lucardi. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.